0: Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? It is your boy, Will Hemphill, and we are back with another episode of, once again, the greatest podcast on planet Earth, baby. We are back with Endless Competing. Guys, this is episode number 17. We are putting up numbers. We are currently trending, actually. We're going wild, okay? Uh, A lot of the recent episodes have just been going absolutely insane as far as views and um, viewership and, like, different people listening to it. And as far as the demographic standard, dude, we have 20%, over 20%. Of my listeners are women. Boys, can I get a W in the chats for that? Okay? Can, can we get a quick W in the chats for that? Now, granted, most of it might be my family um, and my girlfriend. But, but, can we get some Ws in the chat, though? For real, for real. Like, come in, like let's go. All right? Well, I, mean, that's just, I mean, I think it's a W. That's me, though. Um, of course, as you guys know, I like to start every episode with a little bit of motivation. So, I'm going to hit you guys' with some motivation right now. I got so as you guys know I have been doing this podcast tomorrow well so this episode's gonna go live on Tuesday. So Tuesday is actually the two month mark since I started doing this podcast. Like I posted my first episode um in July on July nineteenth. I posted my first episode. So I recorded my first episode on July eighteenth, and I'm recording my seventeenth episode on September 18th. So I posted my first episode exactly two months ago, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, but you get what I'm saying. And I was like, you know, like, you know, maybe maybe we could blow this up. Maybe, like, it will go somewhere. Like, who knows? Like, I mean, you never know. But you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And so I was like, I think this is very doable. Um, I mean, I just, I like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while. Like, I knew it was going to take a while of course like the first week the podcast went crazy cuz a lot of people were like whoa like what's going on you know and then from there it was like a slow grind cuz you know you have that initial spike cuz everybody's interested in it because it's it's new it's fresh and they're just genuinely curious okay and it's about keeping that steady work and just never stopping and you just keep working and eventually you're going to see the results and right now I'm really really seeing the results i mean we hit um hundred different listeners about three four days ago. And right now we are currently at 115 different listeners. So I mean we're growing. We're we're growing a lot. I am trying to expand us on social media, which by the way, if you guys haven't checked us out on social media, endless dot competing on Instagram and then endless dot competing on TikTok, you already know go check them out. We post fire content basically daily. Um I try to get to it as often as I can and that's just that's Pretty much daily. It just depends. But for the most part, I, I post daily. Um, but I ha- speaking of, I have some good news. I have some really, really good news. So, as you guys know, I go to UL and I applied for media credentials at the UL game that's this weekend against Buffalo. Um, haven't gotten a word back from them with that. Uh, I filled out the form, form. haven't gotten a word back. I emailed the uh, media personnel. He'll probably get back to me tomorrow on that. Um, but well, we'll have to see what. Um, <laughs> so my girlfriend was looking for an anniversary gift to give to me. And I was like, what about Saints tickets? Like, like let's go to a Saints game. You know, like, it's not crazy bad. Like, let's go to a Saints game. Like, it'll be fun. She's like, OK, sounds good. Um, So we got tickets to the Saints game. and I'm like, man, you know what? Let me see if I can use this in this competing thing, like, to, you know, get something out of it. And I start. Um, I, I look online. I fill out a form. I email somebody, and it. I did that on Sunday. Sorry, I get nervous. I. I it's just. It, I just. I just get so excited thinking about it. I got an email um, earlier at about eight o'clock, and it was from somebody that's on the media team for NFL, uh, for the Saints, and uh, he just said, "Call me." he said, call me tomorrow at one So Tuesday he said, call me. And, uh, I was like, okay. Uh, like, yeah, yes, sir. Sounds good. Like, and I was like, all right, uh, like you'll be getting a call from me that time. Like, you know, don't worry. Um, and I guess what I'm trying to say with this is everything happens for a reason and it's all going to be worth it in the end. Okay. Because I started this podcast like not thinking much of it. I was like, I just want to talk some ball. You know, I just want to um, get my name out there. I guess what kind of started this all was um, BDGE. I don't know if you guys know them on TikTok. Uh, they're just a sports media company. They're pretty good. They're they're actually really good. And I applied for uh, an internship with them and I didn't get it. And the reason was they were like, you just don't have any type of, you know, sports present online. You know like all you're doing is just like you're 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 a casual online, but in person, you're probably like a hard baller like you like you keep up with it, but it like on social media, you're just not there, you know like we need somebody who's there on social media so that way we can expand our brand too, you know as well as like expand expanding yours you know it's like a partnership, I was like, oh, yeah, fair enough, and so I guess um, they're the reason why I started doing all this and just uh, me doing this for two months and then getting a email from an NFL team. I don't even know if I'm going to get the media passes. If I don't, it's totally okay. You know, like like I said, everything happens for a reason. But it's just the fact that uh, somebody recognized me. You know, somebody recognizes the work you put in and they are willing to go out of their way for you to help you with that. And, um, you know, expand them. And like I said, I may not even get the passes. I have no clue. I would love to get the passes. I think him emailing me back, and I'm gonna fin- I'm gonna put my charm on, and I'm about to go crazy on his call. Um, I I think it's 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 very possible. I'm I'm just whew, I'm just nervous thinking about it, but I am super duper excited. Hopefully we can get them. I will let you guys know, but like i said i'm not trying to make this out. about me i just had to get this out the way and i wanted to give you guys some motivation of like look everything is going to be worth it in the end okay it's going to it might take a little while but i'll tell you right now it is it is going to be worth it and i am so excited that we are doing this if this happens our our brand could grow exponentially okay Because one thing could lead to another, you know, we could make friends with a player, could make friends with somebody uh, on another media personnel. And the next thing you know, I got an internship or something like who knows, like this is all just a whole lot of what ifs, but it's a whole lot of possibilities. Okay, and so what I'm trying to say is there's a lot out there in the world and you have to stay true to yourself and you have to keep working for it because I'm telling you in the end, it is going to be worth it. Like I said, even if I don't get the tick, even if I don't get the media passes or whatever, totally fine. I'm gonna go to the game. I'm just gonna watch it as a fan and I'm gonna have fun and I'm gonna talk about it on the podcast. But getting the media passes would be all the more better, obviously. But it's totally okay if I don't. You know, like that's fine. But yeah, that's the motivation. Look, you know, like like I always say, if something's good in life, it's not gonna come easy. And if something uh comes easy in life, it's not good, okay? So you know, I'm I'm just saying like, just take your time. It's just it's just gonna take some time. But look, at the end of the day, you got it. You know, you just gotta keep working for sure, for sure. All right, let's get into the podcast. Let's get into the real stuff, baby. Y'all already know a lot, a lot of stuff happened. All right, we got the Colorado versus Colorado State game, and y'all already know it was crazy. Colorado went absolutely crazy. I mean, Shador. Eon Shiloh, absolutely great game. Um, I definitely I thought Colorado was going to cover their spread of minus twenty one. I didn't bet it because I wasn't crazy about it, but I definitely thought they were that they were going to cover that spread. Um, unfortunately, they did not. But you kind of feel that. You kind of you just like felt that way. Like you were like this is a late game, like no other game is on except for this one. Okay, you know as far as all the trash talk and the back and forth, it's like you know, this really could be a good game. And I just thought like if them getting blown out by 21 plus points, just didn't really seem possible. Right. Like, like it was possible, obviously, but is that what we have in store for us? Like, nah, like no way. And I didn't see this until like halftime, but before the game, Colorado had a bunch of celebrities in the locker room. I'm talking like anywhere from offset all the way to Jay Z, they had the Rock in there. Like I mean, just just crazy. And so I don't think they were fully locked in, and I think that plays a part as to their performance on the field. And don't get me wrong, they still played good. Um, Colorado State just got after him a bunch. I mean, they just got they just really got after him. They got Shador. Uh, they they did they they ended up sacking him. Um, oops, excuse me. Crazy enough, they ended up sacking him four times. And they had nine total TFLs. Um, so just a, a huge game from Colorado, state uh and Colorado respectively. Both both teams did really, really good. Jaden Orville, um, obviously great great coach actually did really well than what most people thought he was gonna do. So shout out to him. Um I'll go through the stats real quick, and they will. We will talk about the elephant in the room, that is Travis Hunter. Uh, Shador Sanders, thirty-eight for forty-seven, three hundred forty-eight yards, four touchdowns, intercept, and one pick. Uh, the pick wasn't really his fault. If you guys saw, he had thrown the ball to Dylan Edwards. I wasn't. Uh, I, I believe uh, he kind of had to stick his arms up for the ball, and I, whenever he did, he had it in his hands, and then the DB kind of just like wrestled it out of his hands or whatever. So interception on Shador's stat sheet. But at the end of the day it wasn't really his fault. um Colorado state quarterback brady F- uh, Braden Fowler had thirty four forty seven three hundred six seven yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions a lot a lot a lot of interceptions um obviously Shiloh had the uh the pick six uh in the game and you know ran it all the way back did a little Dion at the end too that was pretty tough. um Colorado State receivers literally got carried by Tory Horton and Louis brown. Torrey Horton, 16 catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown. Louis Brown, 10 catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, guys just went absolutely crazy on that side. Uh, for Colorado, very, very spread out. Xavier Weaver, Michael Harrison, Jimmy Horn, uh, Tarveras Dawson, uh, all with five plus receptions, all with 60 plus yards. And uh, Xavier, Michael, and Jimmy Horn all got touchdowns. Michael Harrison got two of them. So, honestly, all around game for the for those guys. Dylan Edwards did get six catches, but you know he only had 17 yards because a lot of them were just little dump offs and whatnot. So that way Shador wouldn't get sacked as much. Um, defensively, uh, Jawan Mitchell 15 total tackles, 13 of those were solo. 13 solo tackles. Now that that's not something that you just hear, especially last week where he only had three tackles. He comes this week and gets 15. Absolutely huge performance. It was a big part, big, big, big part of that win. Um, Colorado did sack Colorado State three different times and had nine total TFLs. Um, Also had three pass deflections, and obviously the touchdown that Shiloh Sanders had. Huge, huge play from the guy. Absolutely stud move, okay? Um, Honestly, all around, really, really great game. I can't complain at all. The only thing I complain about is this dude. All right. This dude, Henry Blackburn. All right, man. Come on, dude. Look, I'm all, f- I'm all one for um, a rivalry and sending a message and all this stuff. Trust me. I- I- I've been there before. I have played the game before. I know how you're feeling, brother. I know how you are feeling. But that is not what you do. You don't do what you do. Okay you guys obviously I'm sure everybody saw the clip, you definitely should have. All right. And basically, I'll give you a quick rundown. Shador threw a go ball to Travis Hunter. Uh deep the uh, cornerback played really, really good on it. Kind of forced uh a very, very tight window for Shador. Travis Hunter wouldn't, you know, he didn't even really attempt the catch because it was a little bit of an overthrow because the cornerback had slowed him down so much. Ball hits the ground. Two seconds later, Henry Blackburn comes and just absolutely clocks Travis Hunter. Okay, I mean, hits him so freaking hard. Which, by the way, Henry Blackburn is six foot 205. All right, this is a big dude. All right, this is a big, big dude. Travis Hunter, I'll just just tell y'all, he's 6'1, 185. All right, now you may think like 20 pounds isn't like a huge, no, 20 pounds is a huge difference. Okay, that is a huge, huge difference. And absolutely totally uncalled for. He got flagged for a personal. It wasn't even like a targeting. Nothing didn't get ejected or anything. I was very disappointed in that call. Um, but it did not get called. He did not get ejected. He was able to play the rest of the game. Travis Hunter took a absolute massive lick. Okay, uh, so he was out a couple plays. Came back a little bit later in the game, and was um, he was still he was still kind of he was trying to play, but you could tell he felt uneasy. And by about the middle of the third quarter, they were like, all right, like, go to the hospital, like, get that checked out, bro. Like, you you know, you're not moving right. You don't feel right. Like, just go get it checked out. Like, that was a tough hit anyways. Um, goes to the hospital, comes out the next day that he does have a liver laceration uh, injury, and he's probably going to be out for three to four weeks, which is very unfortunate for the Colorado Buffaloes. But like I said, they passed the ball around just about everywhere. Um, I think they are going to miss like that explosive play, that star power, but I think that they'll make it work. um I think they could get it done uh, against Oregon now USC I'm not too sure I'm not too sure about USC I, I don't think that one, but who knows with Shador Sanders at quarterback you you know anything's possible because that dude is playing like an absolute stud um obviously a huge hit for the team now I'm seeing a lot of people I, I knew this was gonna happen once I saw it, I was like, yeah, this really could happen. And I was like, people are going to go blow this guy up. They're going to go send death threats because people are just absolutely – they just don't care, okay? You know, don't get me wrong. What he did, totally uncalled for, not cool at all, should not have done it. And I think he knows that, all right? Whenever you're playing a rival school, you always want to, quote, unquote, send a message. Be like, we're not playing around, you know? But sometimes whenever you send a message – you could genuinely hurt somebody, and that's that's the the co- the consequence that you're willing to face. You're willing to accept that. You're willing to hurt somebody to quote unquote send a message. And so, going kill, going destroy, arguably their best player is sending a message. But you also look like a absolute total douche right now. Okay. And I mean, it's like, just totally uncalled for. It. And so I'm seeing online. They're like, you know, he's getting death threats, like people, his address and his phone number got leaked and he's constantly being harassed and all this. And I'm like, I'm honestly not surprised. Like I, I knew this was going to happen. Obviously I did not participate in that because I do not condone that. That is not cool in any means whatsoever. Okay. But uh, you know, whenever it happened, I was like, yep, he, he, yep. He's going to get blown up. Yep. I already know. I already know. Everybody, all the fans are going to go after him, and I feel bad for the guy, but, you know, you still shouldn't have done that. Um, So, yeah, Henry Blackburn got that, and a lot of people are saying he should be banned from the NCAA, he should lose his scholarship, shouldn't be allowed to play football ever again, yada, yada, and look, I understand that, but at the end of the day, he's just a young man that's trying to play football, okay? And I don't want I don't want anybody to pull out the race card. I'm not using that at all. This could be a black man. It does not matter to me. It could be Mexican, Asian. I don't care. That does not matter to me. What matters is the fact that this is a young man who loves the game of football and is doing everything he can to help his team win. Now, I'm not saying purposely engineering players is what you should do if you want to win. That's not at all what I'm saying. OK, what I'm trying to say is. He did not mean to hurt Travis Hunter. OK, I he, he may have. OK, I, I'm going to take that back. He may have. But the good inside of me, I, I'm not going to assume that about people. I'm going to assume that he was just trying to break up a pass or something because I don't want to believe that he was genuinely trying to hurt somebody. OK. And I, I think that. He should get a suspension. Yes, I absolutely think he should get a suspension. Maybe not the whole season. I think at least three games, though, since Travis Hunter has to miss three games at the least. But who knows? I think the NCAA really needs to look at it, though. But I think banning him from the NCAA is absolutely crazy. I don't think it's going to happen. But And I understand why some fans are pushing for it. But I just don't think that's fair. I just don't think that's right. You know. I mean, it's not like Travis Hunter is, you know, in a coma or anything, you know. Obviously, the injury is serious, but it's not overly serious. Like, it's like, it's not life-threatening, okay? It's not life-threatening is what I'm trying to say. And I think he should get a suspension, but banning him is a little far. That's a little far, all right? Um, next college game I want to talk about, we got Bama versus USF. Now, you guys are thinking, like, why is he talking about this game? Like, obviously, it was a weird game. Like, you know, why are we bringing this up? Alabama is scaring me, okay? I'm an LSU fan, so I kind of like how this is going because I want LSU to win the SEC West. Hopefully, all of the SEC, but we got to go through Georgia for that, so we'll have to see. But this is weird. Okay, Bama is 2-1. and one. You know, we don't really see that. Uh, the game last week against Texas wasn't really the biggest surprise in the world. I Kind of thought Texas was going to win. I was like Alabama just doesn't really have the quarterback play that they need. Quinn Ewers can hit a deep ball, and if you want to beat Nick Saban, you have to hit deep balls because that's what he's going to force you to do. He's not going to allow you to just run the ball and throw short routes and you know slowly beat his guys up. He's going to make you test his five star, four star DBs, and you know you're going to have to throw great balls and you can play your wide receivers got to make great plays and. I think that Texas could execute that with Xavier Worthy, Quinn Ewers and all that, all those guys over there. Um, and they did and they got out of the dub. You know, they came out with the dub. Uh, Alabama goes to South Florida. That's right. Alabama played at South Florida. If you guys don't know, they uh, had a two for one with South Florida where they were like, South Florida, we're going to come play at your home stadium one year, but you have to come to us for two years and we're going to pay you nothing. And they're like, Okay fair enough because they felt like they could make their money back if Alabama came to town once rather than uh if they were to went twice in like their payout and stuff because you guys don't know um power five teams especially the the you know the crazy teams like lSU the Georgia lSU don't really do it that much they do a little bit to uh like uh, grambling state they paid them a little bit um just just for like a good win uh you know a win for their guys makes it you know gets morale up makes them feel better whatever and also puts their program into light uh but they'll give them they'll give the team some money to come play them because you know it's like you know you're gonna lose and you want to come here uh and have a meeting and your your meaning slash purpose is gonna be we're gonna give you you know a million plus dollars you're just gonna give you some money for your program and teams who don't get a lot of funding you know they kind of need it so uh Alabama doing this saved them, like, millions from having to pay South Florida to come play in Alabama. They were like, we'll play over there, but y'all got to come to us twice. And South Florida's like, okay, bet. Like, we'll host Bama. Like, that's totally cool with us. Um, and, I mean, they they did really, really well. Went in halftime. Score was 3-3. Game ended up finishing. Alabama won 17-3. to Quarterback play was absolutely terrible. Um, Tyler Buchner kind of started the game. He went 5-14, 34 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Ty Simpson comes in, goes five for nine, seventy-three yards, no touchdowns, no picks, as well. Uh, kind of kept the ground on the ball for the most, uh, kept the ball on the ground for the most part. Uh, Roy Dell Williams had 70 carries, one hundred twenty-nine yards, and a touchdown. Jason McClellan had thirteen carries for seventy-four yards. Um, honestly, ground game was looking really good. Uh, South Florida just couldn't really stop it, which I'm not overly surprised. It's not like their D linemen are built like absolute menaces. Um, but they just couldn't get the receiving going. Um, Nick Saban came out today and he said that Jalen Milrow was Jalen Milrow was going to be the starter for this uh, for this next week game that Alabama has, which is going to be versus Ole Miss. That that one's going to be a home game. Ole Miss obviously is ranked number fifteen. Alabama is ranked number thirteen. I think this is going to be a good test for Alabama. I think it's going to be a good patience tester for Nick Saban because I think this team is growing him gray hairs. I think this team is freaking him out. He's growing gray hairs. He's like, I'm ranked 13. He was like, I don't do that. He's like, I'm always ranking the top 10. This is absolute BS. Like what is going on? Um, but I think, I think a good dominant win, like a, 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 two touchdown plus win versus Ole miss would you know remind everybody like Alabama's still Alabama like don't count them out okay like they're still a really good team okay y'all are you know they're writing them off too early. Um but I think South Florida played a good game. Their defense I mean if you can hold Alabama to 17 points, your defense does pretty freaking good. Okay. Um now like I said, uh South Florida did the they didn't force Alabama to throw a pick, but they uh did they did end up recovering a fumble which was pretty clutch, um, but they but South Florida did actually fumble themselves, and Alabama recovered that one, which was unfortunate. But honestly, great game from South Florida. Uh, Alabama needs to needs to pick it up. Hopefully, I, I think Jalen Milrow gives them the best chance to win at quarterback. I think he gives them the best chance to win. I don't think he's the best long term option. Um, if you guys go. And if you look at Alabama's roster, let me see if I can pull it up real quick for y'all. I don't know. Um, Their they're quarterback position, they're, they're pretty, pretty deep. Uh, obviously, Tyler Buchner started. They weren't crazy about him. Um, They have Jalen Milrow, and then also they have Eli Holstein, who is a four-star, who I actually played in high school. And that guy is a stud, okay? I had, I I think that that guy's a stud. I don't think he's like college level ready, but he was a beast. I mean, he played us, and I'm not gonna lie, defense was doing their thing. Like, they would lock down the receivers, but this dude is 6'4, 237. Like, he is just built like a quarterback. Like, he's a huge, huge dude. Okay. And just, you know, we'd blanket his receivers, and he would just take off and run and get like 40 yards. He'd break like five tackles. He was so massive. Jalen Milrow, 6'2", 220, you know, doesn't really compare much to Eli Holstein. Um, But Eli's just a stud. I think Eli's probably QB3 on the depth chart. I'm not 100% sure. Um, But I think, think, you know, maybe you could project him. But I don't think they'll project him. Uh, I think they might wait a year. But I think uh, looking at all the quarterbacks, I feel like he is your best option. He just has a lot of raw talent that I feel like needs to be um, pushed into the light. Uh, and I think it's a matter of time. I think if Jalen Milrow doesn't get it done this week, um, I think we could see Eli take take you know that 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 helm leader uh, position because all all Alabama has is three sophomore quarterbacks in Jalen Milrow, Cade Currith, and Tyler Buchner. Obviously, Cade did go in for Tyler towards the end of the game, and he did all right. But coach must still like Jalen Milrow uh, compared to what Cade did, you know, to want to start Milrow. Um, and so we'll have to see with that, but I think Eli Holstein definitely could be in that conversation as far as like what quarterback's going to start because that guy is a stud for sure. That guy is an absolute stud. Um, and, uh, real quick, we could go over the rankings. Obviously they re- release new rankings every Monday. Um, rankings came out today. Uh, top four changed a little bit, uh, Georgia, number one, Michigan, number two, not no surprise right there. Uh, I kind of thought Michigan was going to jump Georgia because Georgia obviously had that scare with South Carolina. Uh, didn't really play well in the first half, came back in the second half, ended up winning by 10. Um, but as a South Carolina plus 27 and a half better, I was very, very ecstatic because I was so happy that Georgia was struggling. Um, but Georgia ended up winning by 10. I was surprised that they stayed at one. They actually got 57 first place votes compared to Michigan's two, which like I said, I was surprised by because you would think, you know, having that first half scare that they would be kind of, they would be like, do they deserve number one? You know, like, "Eh, I don't know. Um, obviously Michigan, they, uh, they played the bowling green. So not much there and they ended up winning 31 six, which I guess they should have won by more, but they didn't. So they were like, let's just keep Georgia at one, you know, save ourselves some trouble, whatever. Um, save some Southerners coming after it with shotguns, you know what I'm saying? Um, Texas jumped up to number three, and then Florida State dropped to number four after that scary, scary game against Boston College. Almost dropped that one, which is absolutely absurd. Boston College is absolutely terrible. Okay, the fact that they almost dropped that, I was like, oh my gosh, no way. Uh, USC obviously had a bye week there, number five. Ohio State at six. Uh, I'm not surprised by it, because they haven't had any comp, but this team is not good. This team is not that great. Aside from Emeka Egbika and Marvin Harrison Jr.'s team doesn't have nothing. Their their quarterback game is rough. Uh, Oh, I lied. Their offensive tackle, uh, I think it's Joe Alt, uh, a stud. Stud. Guaranteed top 10, maybe top 15 first round pick. He was a beast. Um, Penn State also has a really, really good tackle. Uh, They are 3-0. Washington is number 8. Notre Dame is number 9. Got Oregon at ten with Bo Nix, which that's who Colorado is going to play. So that's going to be a good matchup. Number nineteen, Colorado versus number ten, Oregon. Uh, Utah's at eleven. LSU at twelve. They jumped up two spots. Go Tigers. Alabama dropped three spots thirteen. Talked about that. Very very scary. Very very scary game. Um, not really going to go through the rest of the whole list. Uh, Colorado dropped one spot because of the game uh, against Colorado State. Tennessee dropped. 12 spots to number 23 after the loss against Florida. Florida jumps up to 25 after beating them. Okay. Um, So, honestly, all around, you know, pretty, pretty good. Pretty ranking your side. I I can't complain with most of them. Most of them are are pretty good. Uh, I think LSU and Alabama, a lot of people are looking at that and they're like, they have one loss. You know, they shouldn't be ranked higher. But LSU's loss came against a top five team. Alabama's loss also came to a top five team. So it's kind of like, mm, you know, I think we can let it slide. And I'm happy they are. But Oklahoma, look, balling out. The Sooners are going crazy. Obviously, be Arkansas State 73-0. to SMU, a little bit of a scary one, 28-11. Tulsa, 66-17. to Looks really good. They play Cincinnati this weekend. Iowa State the next. And then they play Texas at home October 7th. Lock in for that one. That is going to be a good game. Obviously, the Red River Bowl, I think it's going to be a really good game. Right now, they have Ohio State at a 60% chance to win the game. But I think that's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game. Definitely going to have to check that one out. Um, but I, I, that that that's definitely going to be a college game day uh, game to go to. But I really like Oklahoma. As like a as like a dark horse as far as getting to the CFP, um, and like I said that you know that that's probably a huge huge stretch, but I always like picking a lower ranked team to you know quote unquote make it to the CFP whatever. But I think Oklahoma has a really good high power offense, and it's only a matter of time before people see the 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 full potential of what this team can do because the team looks really really good. Um, in the coaches poll, they ranked at 14. You know, so the coaches are showing some respect. Like the coaches know. Coaches know that they are a really good team. And uh, yeah, so honestly, college football is looking really good. NFL is back. Life is perfect. Life is absolutely beautiful. I'm I love it so much. I love so much football. It makes me so very happy that all of this is coming back. Um I'm gonna quickly, quickly go over all of the um all of the NFL scores currently, as I'm recording this, the Saints just beat the Panthers, 20 to 17. The Browns are currently playing the Steelers. They are up 22 to 19 as the end of the third quarter. Um, right now, I kind of have a situation going on where I'm not even I'm not I'm rooting for Deshaun Watson. I'm playing against Deshaun Watson in a league, but I only have Deshaun Watson playing in another league. And the one that he's playing in is a money is a $50 buy in. So I kind of I kind of want Deshaun Watson to do really, really good because I want to win that game because um, it's an actual money league when the other one isn't. But I'm playing against him. So but like I still want to win. Man, y'all get what I'm saying. I want Deshaun Watson to do good. Screw it. But that game is going on. Largely, really, really close game. Really good game. Kenny Pickett has looked OK. Um, he's completed. A little over fifty percent of the pass. He's fifteen for twenty-nine at the moment. Uh 222 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Najee Harris uh is getting out touched by Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren is going really, really good. He has five carries, twelve yards, but he has four catches for sixty-six yards. Um guy is, I'm telling you, he's about to take Najee Harris's spot, which is gonna be very, very unfortunate, but honestly, not surprising, honestly, if I'm being like I, I'm just not overly surprised by it. Um Quick go over it. Uh, Eagles ended up beating the Vikings 34-20. I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast. Falcons beat the Packers by one. Very, very late score. Absolutely had me on the edge of my seat. I was like, whoa, what is going on? Drake London actually had a good game. Six catches for six, seven yards and one touchdown. Uh, Bills destroyed the Raiders 38-10. to Josh Allen, once again, proves his dominance. Gabe Davis actually the leading receiver with six catches, 92 yards, one touchdown. Ravens shocked the shocked the Bengals. Bengals moved to 0-2. Lamar Jackson leads away with 237 yards, two touchdowns. Tee Higgins also had two touchdowns for the Bengals with eight catches, 89 yards after a zero fantasy point week last week. Um, Bengals moved to 0-2 for the second year in a row. I mean, what do we say about that? Last year they started 0-2, and, and we started hearing all this. Um... We started hearing all this stuff of like, you know, teams that are 0-2 don't make the playoffs, all the you know, all these different things. Obviously made the playoffs, did really well. Um, I'm not I'm not worried, I'm not pulling the trigger, but Joe Burrow did say that he re-aggravated his injury, his calf injury, which we kind of assumed was gonna happen because we felt like he rushed back a little sooner than he should have, and it seems like that is the case. Um, so hopefully he gets better soon. We're not 100 percent sure if he's going to be back for the, the week three. Right now he's listed as questionable, but who knows? You know they might as well baby it. I think it's early in the season. Like starting 0 2 is not what you want to do. But I'd rather be nine and seven and have my have a top three quarterback for the playoffs rather than have him right now and maybe win a game or two and then not have him in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Just not worth it in my opinion. Um, Seahawks beat the Lions 37-31 in OT. Really, really good game. David Montgomery looks like he's going to be out, okay? I'm going to talk about that in a minute because I had something that happened. But it looks like David Montgomery might be out with a little thigh issue. Uh, Titans beat the Chargers in OT. Another OT game, I know, right? By a field goal. Absolutely crazy. Justin Herbert, 305 yards, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry had 25 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. He's the only running back that is getting this type of volume. Um, if you guys didn't pick him up, you definitely should have because he's going to get his volume. Obviously, Ty Shakespeare is getting a little bit of the rev share as far as the receiving work goes. Um, but Derrick Henry is still going to get the goal line work. Derrick Henry is still going to get you know his workload. Like That's Derrick Henry. He's going to do his thing. Um, Keenan Allen, probably the best performance out of wide receivers. Eight catches, 111 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, huge, huge game for the old guy right there. Buccaneers shocked the Bears. When 27-17, to 17, Baker Mayfield passed for over 300 yards. Stud. Mike Evans had 171 of those yards. Okay. all all Overall, Tampa Bay did amazing. Shaq Barrett. Shout out Shaq Barrett. Caught a pick six. Scored the first touchdown of his NFL career. Obviously played outside linebacker, so he doesn't really score touchdowns. But he ended up getting a pick six. And as soon as he did, he dropped to his knees and just pointed at the sky. And was just praying. Because if you guys don't know, in the offseason – Shag Barrett had lost his two-year-old daughter to a uh, swimming accident. I think she was walking around the swimming pool and nobody was around. And she ended up falling in and drowning to death. Um, so, yeah, uh, prayers to the Shag Barrett family, uh, the Barrett family, and just, you know, uh, I'm sure a very, very emotional game for them and him especially. I'm sure, you know, I probably would have been crying personally if that happened to me, if I was in his shoes. Um, Chiefs beat the Jaguars 17-9, no surprise right there, uh, kind of assumed that they would have a good bounce back game, I thought they would have won by more, but Travis Kelsey is back, so at the end of the day, I'm happy, I'm, you know, my, my, my tight end is back, so, um, I can't, I can't make any complaints at all, uh, Patrick Mahomes throws yet another interception, that's an interception in both of the Chiefs' first games for Patrick Mahomes, a little bit of, a little shocking, not, you know, you don't really see that from him, Holt beat the Texans 31-20. to 20. Anthony Richardson went out in the second quarter with a concu- and he's in concussion, pr- concussion protocol at the moment. Um, I did a crazy thing in my fantasy league, and I sat Anthony Richardson and started Baker Mayfield because Baker had a lot better of a matchup, and I just didn't think that Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson was going to get much done uh, because I thought there was going to be a lot of pressure in his face, and he just wouldn't be able to do a whole lot. Um, in a quarter and a half, he ended up scoring nearly 18 fantasy points. Baker Mayfield outscored him, but if he would have played the whole game, I would have looked stupid cuz Anthony Richardson probably would have had like 30 35. Um, but CJ Stroud ends up throwing for 384 yards, two touchdowns. Anthony uh, CJ Stroud now has the same amount of 300-yard 300, 300 plus yard passing games as Justin Fields. And Justin Fields has been in the league um for approximately like 20 more has played 20 more games than CJ Stroud. Yeah. I know. Shocking, right? That I mean, that just goes to show how much of a prodigy C.J. Stroud is and how much of a bust Justin Fields is starting to look like. 49ers beat the Rams 30-23. No surprises. Rams with the backdoor cover had a lot, a lot of betters pissed off. Um, the line was at 7.5. Rams go down, kick a meaningless field goal. They end up covering the spread. I know, right? So annoying um Giants with a huge comeback Cardinals were up 28 to 7 in the third quarter Giants come all the way back to win 31 28 uh Saquon Barkley does get in the end zone twice and he ends up getting two t- he gets in the end zone twice but had a little bit of an injury during the game going to talk about that in a minute because I had something happen with that as well yes I know right um Jets Cowboys Cowboys won 30 to 10 no surprise right there. Once I saw that line at eight and a half, I was like, "Wow, that is very disrespectful." Give me the Cowboys, easy money. Dak Prescott, two hundred fifty-four yards, two touchdowns. Tony Pollard, surprising enough, had twenty-five carries for seventy-two yards. Now, granted, I would assume that most of this is to run the clock out and you know just you know, just get out of there with a win. Shocker, shocking undefeated team, Commanders. The Commanders are two and zero. Oh. Granted, have not played great comp. They played the the Cardinals, and now they've played Broncos. Two teams who are in the bottom ten of league, they're really not that great. But Commanders, honestly, looked really, really good. Brian Robinson, thank you so much. Many men, always. 18 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns. Absolutely carried me in fantasy. Um, Kind of a scary game for Broncos fans. If you guys saw, uh, Russell Wilson got a huge Hail Mary touchdown. But they needed the two-point conversion to tie and go into overtime. They did not get a two-point conversion, so they end up losing the game. Very unfortunate. Um, Another thing that happened, Kareem Jackson absolutely clocked Logan Thomas. Looks like he'll be out one to two weeks. Um, But I think Kareem Jackson should absolutely get some kind of suspension. Because you guys know they played the Raiders last week. He hit Jacoby Myers really, really hard. Jacoby Myers had been falling on them that day. Until he hit him, then he kind of messed him up. He was in concussion protocol. He did not play this week. And I think Kareem Jackson is going to get a substantial fine, possibly a suspension, because honestly, he deserves it. Because what he did was not cool. The guy saw he's in the end zone. Logan Thomas comes on a dig route, and um, Kareem Jackson leaves his feet and dives at like a, a sixty degree angle, straight helmet to helmet. Like leaves his feet and everything, and Logan Thomas just falls to the ground. He held onto the ball for the touchdown, but just absolutely. Killed him. Dolphins moved to 2-0, 24-17 against the Patriots. Tua did really well. He looked good. 249 yards. Raheem Mostert, though, 121 yards and two touchdowns. Now granted, some of that was from like huge plays. He had two two big, big runs, uh where he got most of the yards, like like 30 plus run, 30 plus yard runs. Um, but surprisingly enough, Tua is actually the favorite to win MVP at the moment. I know. Wild. But yeah, Tua is the favorite to win MVP. He's tied with Mahomes as far as like odds go. I think they're at, but they're both at plus 550, but still really, really weird to see that Tua is actually up there. Um, now, I said I wanted to talk about the Saquon stuff because I had something happen. And I did a trade in my fantasy league with a couple of my friends. And y'all tell me who won this trade. I think I won this trade by an absolute mile, but I'm not sure. So y'all tell me. Look, I sent... I sent Drake London, Saquon Barkley, okay? This was before the Saquon news came out. This was before the Saquon news out, but I, I was watching the game, and I'd see K Saquon, you know, come out the game, and he was kind of limping, and, like, you could see he was cussing. Like, he was genuinely upset at what had happened, and he was like, you know, like, man, like, he, he was just upset. You know, he was just screaming the F it He was just real mad at what happened. Obviously, serious injury. So, as a fantasy owner, I'm like, okay, we need to move him. Because the media wasn't saying anything. And I was like, we need to move Saquon to see if we can get something. Sent him to my friend Caden. I'm like, hey, I'll send you Drake London, Saquon Barkley. Now, Drake London just had his big game. So he's looking at it. He's like, dude, Drake London just dropped 18 fantasy points. Like, dude's a sleeper. Like, let me get that for sure. Okay. And I end up getting Jameer Gibbs and AJ Brown. Y'all tell me one to trade. I think i want to trade. Saquon Barkley says it's gonna be he says he's gonna be out for two to three weeks. They might place him on IR. I'm not sure. I doubt they will because they want him back. But he's gonna be out two to three weeks. Drake London, I think it's inconsistent, especially without how that run game is. Um and I end up getting Jameer Gibbs. David Montgomery is dealing with a thigh issue. So he'll probably be out two to three weeks. Jameer Gibbs is going to see a lot of the workload. And once David Montgomery comes back, they're going to put him in a little bit, but they are going to be like, look, Gibbs is going crazy. We're just going to keep giving it to him. He's going to have to just accept it. Cause he's a first round pick. They're going to want to get their value out of that pick. And he's going to give them their value. Cause that dude is explosive. That dude is crazy. And then, the AJ Brown pick—it was either AJ Brown or Calvin Ridley, because those were his two best receivers. And I was like, if I'm sending a receiver, I'm gonna try and get a receiver. So I end up sitting. I I get AJ Brown, who is a stud. Um, I wasn't crazy about AJ Brown, but I was like, AJ Brown is better than Calvin Ridley. He has a better chance of going nuclear than Calvin Ridley. So i me just get AJ Brown. AJ Brown's more consistent, um, even though like the whole thing with him and Jalen Hurts, you know, you know, uh, as far as like rough edges and whatnot. I think that uh, he's still going to get it done. It's just a, you know, it's it's a big question mark right now, but I'm not overly worried about it. Uh, but y'all tell me. I sent Drake London, Saquon Barkley. I get Jameer Gibbs and A.J. Brown. I think I won this trade by a mile. Y'all tell me because all my friends were telling me, bro, you just got fleeced because I don't think he realized. Because um, I had sent it before he got injured, and I think he had sept- accepted it like a few minutes after the news came out about Saquon, and I was like, oh. So I, I was like absolute fleece. Second, y'all tell me if this is a valid trade. I, I don't th- I don't think it is, but I sent the trade, so obviously like I'm gonna say it's valid. I send Austin Eckler, he sends Justin Jefferson. What do y'all think? I, I think it's fair because Austin Eckler is arguably the best running back in fantasy, right behind CMC. Justin Jefferson, arguably the best wide receiver in fantasy, right behind Tyreek, maybe. I think it's fair, but I also think Austin Eckler has more of an injury risk than Justin Jefferson does. So I think Justin Jefferson has more value than Austin Eckler, but I'm not 100% sure. But y'all tell me about that one, because I'm honestly not too sure about that one. Um, another trade I had sent, which I, I, thought, was, I thought was fair. No, I lie. I was trying to get Puka Nokua and I was going to send Darnell Moody. I didn't think that one was fair. I was just Joseph on that one, but yeah, that was that 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 trade happened. Y'all tell me what y'all think. I thought the trade, the Saquon Barkley trade, was absolute fleece on my part. I thought I did really really good. Um, and then another one, I had sent my friend. I, I was sending. I was going to send him Austin Eckler and T Higgins for Tyreek and Bijan Robinson. Oh no, I was gonna send him Chris Olave and Austin Eckler for Tyreek and Bijan Robinson. He ended up declining it, which I think was smart on his part because I think I was getting a little bit more than what he was getting. Um, you know, probably smarter. I think Bijan has a lot, a lot of value. So, and I thought Tyreek would was a good pick. But I think Chris Olave, Chris Olave is still a stud. Chris Olave had his first good game. He had a drop 14.6 against the best defense first wide receivers as far as fantasy goes. Obviously he, he was supposed to have a touchdown, but it got it got called back because he stepped out of bounds, which I thought was so stupid. But um honestly still a good game for him. The guy is still consistent. He's gonna be a stud for sure. I'm not even not even worried about it at all. Um but yeah. I mean honestly y'all y'all talking about the trade though. Y'all talking about the trade. Y'all talking about what y'all know. Um but that's all I got. That has been episode six that has been episode sixty. I think it's sixteen. I don't know. I said it earlier. It was either 16 or 17. I'm not even sure. I'm losing count. But I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. This has been endless competing. This has been your this has been your host, Will Hempel. I love you guys so much. I will check out our socials on Instagram and TikTok. I will post um what the Saints representative says and I'll let you guys know. I love you guys so much. And remember, 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 never stop competing, my friends. Let's go.